Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you, listeners. Always a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, My next guest, is a revenue growth strategist, best-selling author, and keynote speaker. Uh, he's uh, passionate about helping great companies grow revenue. He's the author of the best-selling book, Revenue Growth Engine, How to Align Sales and Marketing to Drive and Accelerate Growth. He's the host of the Revenue Growth Podcast on the C-Suite Radio Network and the co-host of the Selling from the Heart Podcast. He's a member of the Forbes Business Council and a C-Suite advisor as a revenue growth strategist. He gets behind the scenes, rolling up his sleeves to help company owners, sales leaders, and marketing teams build revenue growth strategies. I'm talking about Daryl Amy. He's with me right here. Daryl, welcome to the show, and thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. My pleasure. Great to have you. Um, it's, uh, you you've done a lot. You're doing a lot. And accelerating growth is certainly people want something people want to hear about these days. Tell us a little bit more about you and your background and uh, and how you help folks. Yeah, thank you, Bill. I'm passionate about helping generous people and company grow, and specifically with companies growing revenue. I've spent the last 27 years uh, working in B2B sales. The last 17 years of that, I've also been a partner in a marketing firm. So I had a unique perspective in in seeing both the sales and the marketing side of, of revenue growth and, and having the privilege of working with literally hundreds of businesses um, across the country and, and seeing what's working and what's not. And all of that is, has led to a realization that, uh, that businesses really need to put strategies and processes in place to align sales and marketing so that they can grow consistently, especially as, as they're looking to sell. So aligning sales and marketing strategies. Okay, let's. Uh, we're going to have to unpack that one for a little bit here. First of all, um, uh, what about uh, developing their sales and marketing strategies? Do you find that that uh, most companies um, could use help in that area? Uh, absolutely, and you know, if you, if you think about it, when we we talk with most of our clients, we look at at their revenue growth goals first. And if you think about it, there's really only two ways to grow revenue. If you boil it down to its most basic level, we're either adding new customers, net new growth, or we're cross-selling more to our current clients. Here's what we found. We've found that most companies are usually good at one or the other. Maybe they're good at have a great sales force that's good at landing new deals, or maybe they have great um, aft sales support and operations, that, and is, they're great at taking care of their current customers and selling more to them. What's exciting is if you can get both of those net new and cross-sell running at the same time, 
with modest growth in each area, you can actually drive exponential revenue growth for the company overall. In fact, you know, 10, 15% growth in net new and cross-sell at the same time will put a company on a tr- on the track to actually double revenue in three-ish years, depending on the track on the growth in each one of those areas, and the ability to double uh, revenue organically by getting strategic in both net new and cross-sell is really exciting to most business owners, especially now that we're looking for ways to accelerate out of the crisis. I look at a lot of P&L statements, and I I often don't see those two categories segregated. Um, It it sounds like it would be important to do so if you're going to measure uh, new customer sales versus uh, cross-sales to existing customers. Yeah, I think it's the answer to the question can actually be pretty simple on one level. Um, and the, if you think about the two key metrics here, net new business, what's the total number of customers that we have? Um, obviously, is that number growing or shrinking? And then the second number is one that a lot of companies don't think about, but I think is very, very critical here. And what it, that is, what is our revenue per customer? So obviously, if you take your total revenue for the period, divided out by the total number of customer customers, you can see that revenue per customer. And that's the measure of cross-sell effectiveness. How well are we doing at driving revenue growth? So yes, there's probably more you can do as you, you dig deeper and looking into your P&L, but those top level measures of how many customers do we have and what is our revenue per customer really can gauge the health of your business in those two areas. I think that'd be very helpful for our listeners to know that. Thank you so much. Uh, how how do companies uh, or how can companies adjust their marketing and sales strategies to succeed in the post-COVID economy if we ever have one? <laughs> yeah, well, well, we do, and you know, it, it's actually really interesting of the the clients we work with, and I get involved in doing revenue growth strategy workshops uh, with companies across multiple industries and, and various sizes, and in the last three, four months, what we've noticed is it's one of two extremes, either a company, you know, has taken a big hit and they're trying to figure out, Hey, how are we going to get out of this ditch as quickly as possible? Or we have clients in some industries that have just been uh, blessed with incredible opportunities right now. And they're trying to figure out not only how to handle those from an operational standpoint, but from our perspective, how to sustain that momentum and growth in those new areas of opportunity. So, Here's, here's what I've found. Two things. First of all, um, consider your message. You know, I firmly believe uh, that buyers don't buy the products you sell. They buy the outcomes those products deliver. Uh, Theodore Levitt, father of modern marketing, Harvard Business School guy, I used to walk into his class and hold up a drill bit and say, nobody in the history of going to the hardware store, Home Depot, Ace, Lowe's, wherever you get your hardware, nobody has ever bought a drill bit. What they bought was the hole. Um, And (laughs) and if you think about that, it's true, right? If you think about it, and and Seth Godin, one of my favorite marketing authors, would take it a step further and go, they didn't buy the hole. They bought the ability to put the hole in the wall so they could hang the piece of art so they would look good when their friends came over, or probably more importantly, so their wife would be happy. But if you, if you think about that, buyers don't buy products, they buy outcomes. You may be selling the exact same products right now that you sold in January. However, 
chances are the outcomes that your buyers want have shifted. Gartner did a study in the B2B space, for example, just a couple of weeks ago, they published it and they found out that on a high level, the outcomes people wanted before the crisis were things like productivity. They wanted efficiency. Uh, but now after the crisis, those same clients, what they're looking for is they want resiliency. They want redundancy. Um, they want the ability to, you know, they want flexibility. So you might still be selling the exact same. You probably are selling the exact same product or service, but how you message it, how you talk about it needs to change right now. And I think it's very important for every company to, you know, look at their marketplace. You know, what, what do you need right now? And the messaging really does need to shift. Otherwise you really risk being relevant, irrelevant if you're trying to sell productivity to clients that are trying to buy peace of mind and redundancy and flexibility, um, you're going to have a disconnect there. So it really is an important time for companies to look at their message. I think that's the first thing that you can do in this, in this post-COVID economy to make sure you're set up for success. And, and that's, that's the marketing side of things, right? So when you talk about building a revenue growth engine, uh, mm -hmm. you're, first of all, what's the vision for the future post-COVID? And, again, what you talk about in your book is on capitalizing on the recovery, uh, a growth strategy. Mm -hmm. And that, that requires really some crystal ball type of thinking, some real think tank kind of stuff to figure out um, what, what are my clients going to be looking for and how do I start messaging now uh, with have the products and message towards those changing needs. Um, not everybody's mm -hmm. skilled at uh, thinking that way. How do you suggest people start, um, uh, besides reading your book, obviously, how do, you, how do they start thinking about mm -hmm. this, Daryl, about, you know, how, how am I going to, um, what should I be reading? What should I be looking at? How should I be looking at this situation? Yeah, I think the most um, important thing you can do here, and, and certainly we share ideas on this in the book, uh, Revenue Growth Engine, uh, but the most important thing you can do is be close to your ideal clients right now. Um, and your ideal clients, you know who they are. They're the ones who are the real drivers of your business. They appreciate what you do. They're clients for, or candidates for everything that you sell. They value your advice. They pay their bills on time. They give referrals. These are the clients that you need to be close to. And, and what I mean by that in this season right now is you need to be talking to them about their business, about really how their outcomes are changing, about what's going on, because they will give you the clues in terms of how you need to shift your message. And when we're talking about message, you know, I, one of the things I think really is critical for companies to remember is the message is not just marketing. In fact, Maybe more importantly, the message is sales because they're the ones actually talking um, to the clients. And that marketing and sales message needs to be aligned. But your current clients, especially your ideal clients, will be the ones keys. They'll give you the gold nuggets, the insights that you need to be able to um, know. You know, if they can tell you what's important to them, then chances are the other ideal clients and more importantly, the other ideal prospects that you want to bring on board, that same content, that same topic, that same message is going to resonate with them as well. And there's the opportunity right now. I think it's, you know, obviously we're staying close to our ideal clients because we want to preserve that relationship. 
but I think in the context of, of those conversations that you're having with your clients, you know, take the time to ask a few questions about, you know, hey, how is this affecting your business? What challenges are you facing right now? What are, you know, what are, what are you most concerned about? What are you most excited about? Uh, you know, and, and really dig deep a little, a little bit and get, get that from your clients. They'll be the ones to tell you um, what you need to do to shift your message and possibly your strategic focus. You're making it very easy for me. I was just going to ask you, you know, a lot of our, our <laughs> listeners might be thinking, I just don't know what to ask. I don't know what questions. I'm nervous. I think a lot of people these days either have a, a, a survivor's complex or uh, uh, are they afraid of what they're going to hear <laughs> when they talk to someone? They might not be, know how to deal with that. So those questions you just mentioned are, are very valuable for our listeners to understand. You know, it's um, it's really getting onto a human level of what's happening and, and how is this affecting you. Uh, how about the question, is there anything I can do to help? Um, is, that, is that to be avoided or is that a good question to ask? question to ask, um, you know, you might frame it um, when, when you ask questions like that, sometimes people go, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Right. Um, you know, and you get the no, <laughs> get old. I learned that a long time ago in sales, the, uh, the danger of answering a closed ended question, right? No. Okay. Well, that didn't go anywhere. Um, you might say, you know, other clients we're talking with are, are discovering that they really could use some support here, here, and here. Um, I'm curious if that would be helpful to your company. Um, and then if not, you know, what could we do to be helpful? Um, or what could we do to add value? I, but, you know, it's a lot of these, a lot of these conversations, we don't need to be scared of them. Um, you know, this is a time and, and everyone's been saying this in the sales world for the last four months. I mean, this is the time to call your clients up and ask how they're doing. You know, early on, there was a lot of concern about being empathetic, which I think is still very important. But now that we've kind of settled into this, this crisis and realized that, you know, we're kind of here for the long haul. Uh, and there is a lot of uncertainty The you know, the, the questions now I think we can have with our clients certainly want to ask how they're doing, but um, also how's your business, you know, we're 90 days into this. What have you learned? What, what's become your biggest challenge? There's a lot of a lot of areas, and you can share. You know, you can share those conversations. Those are great um, sales conversations. I think most importantly, though, those are those are really good executive to executive conversations. This is a this is a time. You know, if you own a company or you're a CEO or president of a, of an organization, this is a really good time to you know, pick half a dozen clients and. Uh, you know, and set a meeting with them and, and just go out on a bit of a listening tour um, because you might not even have an answer to their needs. But I think when you gather that information, come back to your war room and sit down as a team, um, you know, a couple things can happen. You can brainstorm, hey, we could help in, in such, such a way. I, you know, it's interesting. A lot of, I've got many clients that are in the business to business office technology space. Um, and it's, it's the industry that I was uh, raised in, came straight into out of college. And traditionally, they're selling, you know, large printers, copiers. Uh, they're selling massive, you know, office equipment. Well, they've discovered right now the need is for 
kiosks to check employees' temperature and health on the way into the Mm -hmm. building. So, you know, you go out, you ask that question, what do you need? Well, our employees need to come back to work, but we don't want to have someone up there sticking a thermometer in their mouth. Is there a solution to the problem? Well, yeah. So you might find yourself actually, you know, selling something that's different than you ever dreamed. You know, I don't think any of these office Mm -hmm. technology providers would have ever thought that they would be providing temperature and health health screening stations, but it's what their clients need right now. And, and uh, it's a way to sustain revenue in the short term. And who knows what types of long-term opportunities that would open up. And it really just comes from simply asking questions. Um, and they're more, you know, the types of questions we're talking about here are more general than you might specifically ask. You might normally ask questions about your narrow focus but I think you can ask some broader questions like what challenges are you facing in your business right now and what have you learned in the last 90 days? Now, one of the things that you offer along with your book is free access to a revenue growth engine masterclass. Uh, what's that about? Yeah, well, what we wanted to be able to do is give people uh, right now, you know, everyone is, is looking now that revenue, you know, last year, I'm not saying last year was easy, but compared to this year, it sure seems easy, doesn't it? Um, In terms of growing, I mean, things, you just kind of got in the river and you got swept along. Now that organizations need to think more strategically, we wanted to put, uh, I wanted to put something together that would allow them to kind of see the big picture really quickly in terms of how to drive revenue growth. So we get into exponential growth, how to accelerate that growth, and we get into the three core areas that a company needs to look at in their sales and marketing um, to sustain that growth and make it more predictable. And that was masterclass takes the content of the book and puts it in something that you can learn in about 40 minutes um, step-by-step. And that is available on revenuegrowthengine.net. Yeah. And that's where you can find the book as revenuegrowthengine.net. It looks like it is very, very interesting and, and current information that you really need to know about a lot of our listeners are you know wondering uh, first of all we're wondering how long will this all last and it looks like now it's going to last a lot longer than we thought so we better get ready for it uh, and uh, the uh, the changes that it's bringing and start uh, as you say aligning your marketing and sales um, goals so that you're you're not wondering what happened instead you're making it happen Uh, It's great to have you on the show, and I hope our listeners will go to revenuegrowthengine.net. Daryl, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.